Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. It was a battle for the high ground because you control the battle when you control the high ground. Hear me this morning. It is critical. It is critical that you realize that your mind is the high ground of your life and what you think and how you think is important. Because as a man thinks, so is he. And when you start setting your mind on things that are above, you'll start to win the battle on low-level thinking. And setting your mind on things above, that's going to get you the high ground. So I say like Paul said, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. of the Lord this morning. Amen. Turn with me while you're still standing. Proverbs 23. Proverbs chapter 23. And I'm just going to read verse 7. I'm just going to read the first part of it. Familiar uh, verse of scripture. And one that we have talked about before. Uh, It simply says this. For as he thinketh in his heart. Everybody say this with me. So is he. Amen. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And I want to title uh, this lesson this morning, this uh, talk that we're going to have, uh, just simply the high ground, the high ground. Amen. And if you'll help me this morning, you may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, last April, uh, I had the opportunity to fly out to Denver, Colorado for uh a customer event that my company was hosting. Um, And up until this point, I have, uh, I had only flown once in my entire life uh, on on a commercial airliner. And what's ironic is that one time that I had flown happened to just be to Denver, Colorado. It's like, man, this guy is boring. (laughs) He only flies to Denver. Well, that's my only two opportunities that I had. And both of them, I flew out, uh, to Denver. Uh, but since, since flying is, it's not something that I normally do. Um, I really wasn't quite ready for all of the TSA checkpoints uh, that you have to go through at the airport. And if you're not familiar with TSA, TSA stands for Transportation Security Administration, all right? It is an agency of the Department of U.S. Homeland Security. And, And this agency, they have the authority of the security of the traveling public in the United States. And so we, we flew out of St. Louis and thankfully my boss gave me the heads up about TSA or it's possible that Bryce probably wouldn't have been on the flight at all. And so now I, I wasn't, I wasn't carrying anything in my, in my luggage that was illegal, but I just probably wouldn't have shown up early enough to make it through all of the checkpoints that you have to go through. Um, because if you fly 
flown here recently, you know your flight your flight leaves at five. You're not showing up at four forty five and making it's not like you just drive up to the plane, get out of your car, walk up the stairs, and you're out of there. No, 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 no. There is a there's a process. There is these checkpoints that you have to go through. Now I, I have to admit, Lambert Airport, it was pretty simple to get through, all right? Pretty simple to get through all the checkpoints. Not bad at all. But when we flew back from Denver, whew, that was a whole other story. All right. Our flight was leaving at 8 a.m. that morning, but we left our hotel, which was only 10 minutes from the airport. We left it at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. before the sunrise, all right, for a flight that leaves at 8 a.m. And I couldn't figure out why until I walked around the corner and I saw this picture. I took this picture. This was the Denver International Airport. And what you can't see is around the corner, it just continues to go. And what that is, that is just lines of people. And the process is, is this, up and down, back and forth. You're waiting, and I'm thinking, my goodness, am I, it's 5 a.m. Am I even going to make my flight at 8 a.m.? I mean, I started to get to get nervous. You know, it's it's this good old TSA at Denver International Airport, and I, I was so stressed out, thinking, "Am I going to make it through in time?" And yet, I had two and a half hours to make it through all of the checkpoints that there is. Now, if you've ever been through to TSA, you know what I'm talking about. TSA, they they wield such power. All right, they are in total control of what you bring onto the plane. All right. So once you step up to the podium and hand over your documents for inspection, you are now totally at their mercy. All right. Oh, oh, you accidentally brought fireworks with you? No, those are not making it on the plane. You might not even make it on the plane. You accidentally bring a six-ounce bottle of shampoo, kiss it goodbye. It's not making it on the plane. Adios to the 10-ounce bottle uh, of Listerine that you had no idea was in your duffel bag. It's not making it on the plane. Why? Because you have to do whatever the agents tell you to do, and you can only bring beyond the checkpoint what they deem is safe for you and safe for flights. And if you forget your ID, you will discover the links that these agents will go as they are to carry out their job. I remember seeing people being pulled straight out of the line and they just disappeared. <laughs> and I'm like looking around thinking, that where'd they go? They're on the same flight as me. And they just disappeared. They never came back. And I'm thinking, all right, Bryce, just keep it cool. You're good. You're good. There's nothing in your bag. There's nothing in your pockets. Nothing. No one. No. And I'm thinking to myself, just keep it cool. Just straight light. Just straight cool. Cool hand Luke here. We're going to get on the flight. Nothing to worry about. But I'm seeing people picked off right and left. And I'm thinking, where are they going? 
So why am I bringing this up? Why am I talking about TSA and airport checkpoints? And, and why am I talking about the security of what they allow to pass through and what they allow to get on the plane? Uh, I'm talking about this because these things, they serve as a filter. They are a screening for only letting what is deemed safe to pass through. What is deemed safe for you? What is deemed safe for others? What is deemed safe for flight? And I know it uh, kind of sounds just like a, a rant about the screening process, but it's actually a recommendation for more screenings in your life, all right? Except you get to be the TSA agent. You get to be the filter. You get to be the one that you allow certain things to come into your life. I'm not saying we need to have uh, uh, less checkpoints, but we need to have more checkpoints. I believe that we all could go through a TSA every now and then and monitor and let things go through that filter because you got to understand you and I are in a battle this morning and it's a battle of your mind. All right. It's a battle of the mind. There is this war going on and we get to be the TSA agent, brother Bishop. We choose what goes in. In battle, the advantage always goes to the side in control of elevated positions, all right? That's why it was so important for the British to displace the American patriots in the Battle of Bunker Hill. That's why it was so important for the Allies to take Normandy from the Axis powers. It's what the great space race between the United States and Russia was all about. It was a battle for the high ground because you control the battle when you control the high high ground. Hear me this morning. It is critical. It is critical that you realize that your mind is the high ground of your life and what you think and how you think is important. Because as a man thinks, so is he. I remember one year getting a snowboard for Christmas. Man, did I think I was cool. I mean, I was about to take this to the next level, y'all. I, I mean, this this wasn't going to be a normal snow season. I, I was uh, this is about to go to another level. All right, Duquoin, Illinois. Watch out, y'all. The fairgrounds. Here comes Bryce with his snowboard. All right. Watch out below because here comes Bryce down the hill, not on a piece of cardboard and not on some cheap plastic that we bought at Walmart. No, I'm on a snowboard. But you know what? There was a lot that I didn't know about a snowboard. You know, the round sleds, anybody can do that. That's, that's no, there's no skill involved. Can you hold on till you get to the bottom? But no, I was, uh, I was on a snowboard, but there were some important things that I didn't know about snowboarding. And one of the most important things that I didn't know and understand was that where I turned my head would determine where my body would go. And you got to remember your feet are locked in. And when I say locked in, I mean not moving. Trust me, after about eight face plants, I realized my feet are locked in. All right? Where I turned my head 
was where my body would go. And so if I wanted to set up a turn to my heel edge, I needed to look over my left shoulder. All right. And if I wanted to turn my toe edge, I, I needed to look over my right shoulder. Otherwise, all the footwork in the world would be in vain. You see, your, your body is really good at following the direction that you are facing. All right. So don't tell me that it doesn't matter what you think. Don't tell me it doesn't matter how you think. There is a battle going on right now over your mind and the outcome will determine the very direction that you're facing. Yes, right, right. As a man thinks, so is he. It really is the thought that counts, isn't it? It's the thought that counts. Many of life's battles are either won or lost right here in the mind. Especially for those who have repented of their sins and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. There was a transformation that took place in your life. You were spiritually born again. And I want to let you know that at that moment, there was a battle that started. An all-out war. All right? Paul, Paul kind of talked about this in battle. He talked about this battle in Romans 7, and, and we've discussed this before. He says, why is it that the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I end up doing? Who can deliver me from this body of death? He was talking about the very common battle between our fleshly nature or our fallen nature that wants to do what we want to do. Your flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And your spirit wants to do what's contrary to the fleshly nature. It wants to do what God wants to do. And that's the battle. There is a battle going on that is often fought right here. Right here in the mind. The, the high ground. The mind decides, should I obey my lower earthly nature or should I obey the spirit person who is connected to God Almighty? The battle is fought in the mind. The problem is so many of us, we are losing the battle because our mind has been polluted with toxic thoughts. Toxic lies from the evil one. All right? Hear me today. There is a doctrine of devils that is running rampant through the earth in this last hour, and it is polluting the way that we think. It is polluting the thoughts that we have. Toxic, that's a word that's been coming up in conversation lately. It's a word that's been coming up on some podcasts that I listen to. And here's what it is. It's anything that's containing poisonous material that is capable of causing sickness or even death. And so many of us, we, we are being silently poisoned by all sorts of things in this world. And as we've discussed before, there is a lot of noise in our society. I think you would agree that we are surrounded by poisonous influences. 
We are surrounded by toxic environments. We are influenced negatively by the media, by television shows, and by books that we read, and by music that we listen to. We are influenced by things that, hear me, are actually destroying and harming our relationship with God. You may think, oh, that would never happen to me, Bryce. I'm rock solid. But the truth of the matter is, is that this thing does happen and it happens to the very best of us. How? How do people slip away? How do people walk away? How do people turn their backs? How do people turn their backs on God and walk to something different and walk to away from something that they know and love? And I came to tell you today, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's by one thought after another thought and you lose the high ground in your life and you allow the enemy victory in your life and you allow the enemy to take control of the high ground. Hear me, the devil will give you just a little sliver of something He'll put it right in front of you that just gets you thinking. He'll get your thoughts going. He'll get you thinking about this and that thought will lead to this and that thought will lead to another. The bottom line is if you think negative thoughts, you will become a negative person. And if you think like God, you will become more like Christ. Yes. Now, now I know some, I know some people, they kind of sneer at the idea of positive thinking. I'm not saying that's anybody here. I'm just saying in general, there are people that sneer kind of, they just kind of smirk at the idea of positive thinking and, and think, oh, you know, that, that's great, but that's not, you know, they just, it's just, please don't misunderstand me. I don't believe in positive thinking as a replacement for God but as a response to God. Yes. All right? All right? I, I'm not trying to get you to see your cup as half full. I want you to see your cup as constantly overflowing because of the God that you and I serve today. Think about it. What, what is faith? Faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. What is faith if not a filter that allows you to process your experiences through the goodness of God, choosing to reject what you see and clinging to what you trust he is doing? Do you trust that God still sits on the throne today? Do you trust him today that he's still at work in your life? That's faith. Yes. Negative thoughts turn you into a negative person. But when we think like God, we become more like him. Faith, you see, faith allows you to, to believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts. You cling to things that you don't see and you don't understand all the time and you wonder. But faith says, I know a God who's still in control. I know a God who is good and he's still working all things. Now, is it possible to replace Jesus with positivity? Yes. Is that possible 
You better believe it. But everything that makes your soul better carries that same danger. We can do church this morning without Jesus. We can sing without Jesus. We can pray without praying. You can give all you want to to the poor and have it count for nothing. You see, just because something can be done the wrong way doesn't mean that it's not ever right. Positive thinking isn't evil. In fact, you will see just the opposite in Scripture. It's not offensive to God. It's obedience to it. What did Paul tell us in 1 Thessalonians? He said this, rejoice always. Rejoice always. Now, think about that. Not some of the time. Not not just ha- not when things are going great, but rejoice, say it with me, always. Why is it important to God that you rejoice all the time and you pray frequently and you stay thankful? Hear me today, because it is impossible to do those things and be negative at the same time. And when you start setting your mind on things that are above, you'll start to win the battle on low-level thinking and setting your mind on things above. That's going to get you the high ground. So I say like Paul said, rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you now I totally I totally get it that we are we're still human beings at the end of the day there's this flesh that you and I are still in in fact that, 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 the fact that it is God's will for you to be positive doesn't make it easy, right? You know God's will is not always easy. We've talked about it on Wednesday nights. It's not always the path that you yourself would choose. Just because it's God's will for you to look to him and be positive and have the right outcome in mind, have the godly outcome in mind, doesn't make it easy. I understand for some people it truly is a battle to be positive. But here's my issue. If you let negativity in the door, pretty soon it's going to want a seat at your table. And after it has a seat at your table, it's going to want to stay the night. And so on and so on. It's almost like leaving out a cookie for the mouse. What does that do? Hey, come on back. It's safe here. Safe here. You're allowed here. We'll, we'll, we'll tolerate you. You're good. You're no harm. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> That's my issue with negativity. We tolerate it and we allow it into our homes. We allow it into our life. I heard a story one time. This guy said his mother became so, she became so set in her negativity that one day he called her and he said, hey, mom, he said, hey, hey it's October 1st today. She said, I know. Isn't it dreadful? <laughs> Mad at October 1st. I'm thinking, what did October 1st ever do to you? She said, I know. I mean, of all days, October 1st. Mom, it's October 1st. I know it's so dreadful. 
What an amazing lack of positivity for no apparent reason. Real quick, does anybody know what the reward is for gloominess? More gloominess. All right, listen, we're in a battle right now for the high ground, and the way you think does matter. Negative thoughts can't lead to a positive life. Negative thoughts don't win you the high ground. I know you probably never wake up thinking, I just want to have a bad day today. I just want to suck the life out of this day today. I want to be a bummer around people. None of us really do that, but we have all allowed ourselves to think the kinds of thoughts that lead to a negative day. And that lets me know that I can change the way I feel, hear me, if I change the way I think. You can change the way you feel if you just change the way you think. All right. So I want to walk through a a couple things. There are a couple thoughts that I hope to apply to today that's going to help us win the high ground. All right, because again, we're human. Thoughts pop up. Thoughts happen. Had this conversation with somebody just in at my house the other day. Somebody swung by to visit, and we had this conversation. All right, here we go. The first thing we want to learn how to do is we want to learn how to identify and reject these poisonous thoughts. Identify and reject. We're going to identify any thoughts that are inconsistent with God's truth. And we're going to reject those lies. Proverbs 4.23, we're told carefully to do this. This is what it says. Carefully guard your hearts because they are the source of life. They are the source of true life. So what we're going to do, we're going to very carefully guard our thoughts whenever there is something that tries to get into our brain that is inconsistent with the truth of God's word. We're going to guard our thoughts because our thoughts do what? They drive our lives. As a person thinks in his heart, so he is. Rather, hear me, rather than meditating on anything that is contrary to God's word, we're going to stop and we're going to guard our minds against anything that is a lie. All right? Identify it. If you can learn how to identify it, you, my friend, can then reject it. What did Paul tell us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10? He says this, the weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. You got to remember, you're in a battle. We're in a battle and the spirit and, and, and it's the spirit versus the flesh. And, and he's saying we don't fight with worldly weapons, but we have spiritual weapons. Here's what the Bible says. On the contrary, they have divine power. Yes. Divine power. All right. The Greek word that is translated here for power is dunamis. And we get our word dynamite from this word. It is the explosive power of God. You see, our spiritual weapons, they have divine power. What do they have divine power to do? Well, what's the Bible says? On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The Greek word translated as stronghold, it means a prisoner that is locked in by what? 
by deception. <laughs> All right? So many people today are not becoming who God wants them to become because they are locked in to a deception of lies. They believe something about themselves that are not true. They are locked in into a prison of lies. And today I believe that the power of God is going to demolish these strongholds because scripture goes on to say we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. What do we do? Take captive every thought and make it obedient to God. So what are you and I going to do? We're going to carefully guard our minds. If there is anything that's not pleasing to God, we're going to identify it and we're going to reject it and we're going to take our thoughts captive by the name of Jesus Christ because there is power to demolish strongholds. You're not a prisoner to the lies. Instead, you got to make your thoughts the prisoners. Anything that is inconsistent with God's word, I want you to take it captive and you can actively make it obedient to Christ. You're not going to replay old recordings over and over and over again. Things that aren't true. Lies of the enemy that aren't true. We're not going to think on those things that hurt us or break the heart of God. But you and I, we need to carefully guard our minds and we are going to actively take captive every thought and make them obedient to Christ. There's power to demolish every stronghold. What I want to do, I want to walk you through really quickly some things, um, some things that we deal with daily. Some things that many of you, if we're honest this morning, we, we think like this. We have these types of thoughts. One thing we battle with, we've kind of already covered this morning, is negative. Negative thoughts. We, we always think the worst. We we'll always think we'll never get ahead. They'll never call our number. <laughs> we'll never be the one. And we think negative. It's, it's, it's automatic, all right? All right, so let me just, here's what some things negative people think, and, and, and if you're negative, just kind of check, check the box, and because this is, this is how you're going to battle, you've got to identify so you can reject these things, all right? Sometimes, sometimes we struggle with negativity. I, I, for one, have battled with this, all right? Just to be completely transparent, again, we're human beings, and sometimes we battle with just instant negativity. Sometimes we battle with things that, that, you know, I'm never good enough or no matter how I try, I'll just, I won't ever measure up. Anybody else get all those, uh, get all those thoughts sometimes? Like I'll never be that person. Everybody else, they always get the breaks, but not me. I mean, if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Anybody ever said that? Anybody ever thought that? Well, this is just the hand that God dealt me. And if something good's going to happen, it's going to happen to somebody else. And I can't do it. There's just too much. Negative, 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 negative Nancy's. All right. Still with me? All right. And here's the funny thing. It's so, it happens so easily. It's almost become our default setting. Because we can be negative about the silliest things. 
You may sit there and you may say, I try, I try, but I'm just overwhelmed. I can't get it all done and no one appreciates me. I mean, I give, I give, I give, and they take it for granted. I've got, I, 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 I'm all the time giving and I'm never taking and it's not fair. And it could be simple, pretty, like little petty things. You know, my hair won't do what it wants, to, what I want it to do. Some of you guys, you know what I'm talking about, all right? You know, my, my, I lost another call on my cell phone again today and, uh, and the, and the, and the kids won't stop crying and, and, and we think the worst and we're, well, all of a sudden we're out of milk, which is a really bad thing. All right. But it's like all of a sudden those things just wreck your day. I want you to be really honest with me today. How many of you would say that you are prone to negative thoughts? All right. Thank you. Check it right there. I pray the Holy Ghost will remind you that this is a vulnerable place and therefore you got to guard your mind against those negative thoughts. All right. Another one is fear. It's so easy to worry today, isn't it? You can't go anywhere. Can't go outside. I can't do this. I turn on the news and it's bad. Stop turning on the news. The only thing that makes the news is bad stuff. You know this. How many of you would say that you are prone to worry and fear? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Check that and be aware. And again, I pray the Holy Ghost will speak to you and let you know, hey, this is an area in your life that you've got to carefully guard. A third thing is we can be very discontented. We can have discontented thoughts. You know what? I don't like my body. I don't like the way that I look. I don't like, like, I'm not attractive. I can't be happy unless I'm dating. I can't be happy unless I'm married. We would be happy if we had kids. I wish we had kids or I wish we had different kids. (laughs) Because these kids are driving me crazy. Maybe you say this morning, I wish it wasn't true, but Bryce, I can be a little discontented. How many of you would say that's you? All right. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to be aware of that. Guard your mind carefully. There's a battle. All right. And that area of your life can be vulnerable. And then the final one is we can just be critical. We can see somebody and think, what are, who do they think they are? And we can start to, we can immediately criticize. If we're not careful, we start to do it with church. We're critical of the church. We're critical. Well, that's not my favorite song or that yeah, was okay. It was an okay service. And we'll start to criticize, criticize everything that's going on around us. We walk into our jobs and we're thinking, I don't like these people and I don't like this place. And, and they're all just a bunch of morons here. And this place would fall to the ground if it did not have me. How many of you would say you can be critical? How many of you would say that, yeah, I know somebody like that? How many of you know somebody like that? See, you're being critical of them right now. We guard our thoughts. If our music would come, we have to carefully guard. Carefully. Carefully. 
The battle in the spirit world is often going to be won or lost in your mind. And I just want to let you know, if you want to find some negative thoughts, negative things to think about, you can. You can. If you want to find a reason to be critical of other people, it's so easy. If you want to find a reason to be faith-filled, you can do that as well. It's your choice. But if you want to find something good, you can look and see God working everywhere. You can see the glory of God all around you if that is what you are looking for. You know, it's a little bit like the difference between a hummingbird and a vulture. We have hummingbirds on the back of our house and they'll fly up on the porch every now and then. Their wings are just... Fly so fast you can't even count. What are they searching for? Sweet things. And then there's the vulture out there searching for dead things every day. And each one of them find it because that's what they are looking for. You can find good things. You can find things today to build your faith. You can find truth and hope you can find things to, uh, 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 not to worry about. Or, and, and you can possibly find things that will seek you into fear. Even though God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. But hear me today. You will find what you look for. I love what Jeremiah said. It's so powerful. And I love this kind of just amazing picture. He says this in Jeremiah 12 and 3. He says, yet you know me, O Lord. You see me and test my thoughts about you. Basically, he's saying, God, if there is anything inconsistent with your character and nature, here is what I want you to do with those thoughts. He goes on to say, drag them off like sheep to be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. I wonder if you could be so bold today to make that your prayer. God, if there is anything inconsistent in my mind that is inconsistent with your character and nature, I pray, drag them off to the slaughter. Why? Because I'm going to identify and reject any poisonous thoughts. Whatever enters my mind that is inconsistent with your truth, whatever enters in my mind that is not from you, I want to reject it and I'm not going to meditate and I'm going to set my mind on things above. This is what you're doing. You're carefully guarding. You're carefully. You stand with me right now. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 8. He says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so after you reject those negative thoughts you got to replace it with truth and it's not just merely truth Jesus said known truth 
church, you have to know the truth. You got to know his word. You got to know what he says about you. You got to know how he thinks about you. And when you do, I believe that all of a sudden your mind is renewed and you're a different person because you've been overwhelmed with truth. You're now living truth and responding with truth rather than seeking into the poisonous lies of the devil. You say, Bryce, after as bad as I've had it, after as bad as I've been through it in life, I can never make a difference. I say no and reject that. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, Bryce, everything bad always happens to me. No, no, no. We serve a good God who's still working all things together for the good. I'm never going to be an overcomer, Bryce. I'm never going to be an overcomer. I'm always going to be, no, please stop it and reject it and place it with the truth. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I am who God calls me to be. I am created by him. He is my rock. He is my redeemer. He is my righteousness. And I have his spirit that's dwelling on me. It's the high ground. It's the high ground. And the truth is going to win the high ground. Hear me today. You are blessed. You are blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. And you and I have everything that we need. We are fully equipped today to do everything that God has called us to be. And we reject the lies of the enemy we replace it with the truth of God. Would you bow your head with me this morning just for a quick moment of prayer? I'm going to ask you to just be really, really open. I want to ask you to be really, really honest and ask yourself, are you prone to drift to negative, poisonous, or critical, discontented thoughts? Are you consumed with fear and worry and often anxiety, putting your faith in the works rather than putting your faith in God? I ask you, if that's you here today, I'm going to ask you to pray a really aggressive prayer and I want you to ask God God remind me God would you help me to know that these are areas in my life that I can be vulnerable to God help me I pray that your spirit would remind me as they be- thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church podcast you can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.